0: Hey guys, Nick here with the Evolving Anger Podcast, and you're listening to Tackle Talk Thursday. Let's get it.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Freaking giant. Oops. I don't
0: want to get bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I,
1: said I got
0: that on field. <laughs> okay, keep rolling. I got him. Keep rolling. Keep rolling. Welcome back to the Evolving Angler Podcast. This is Tackle Talk Thursday, and Marcus is fighting a bee, I think. Thought you no. Were- <laughs> uh, thought you were getting attacked by something over here. we
1: we'll waving him out of here. Uh.
0: Guys, welcome to Tackle Talk Thursday. Another episode. I'm joined by a good friend of mine, exceptional angler, and a uh, hammer marcus Grubbs. today we're going to talk about the wacky rig first I want to tell you a little bit about marcus man he was the runner-up of the aoi uh of bka's aoi running last year he got sixth place in a recent event on green river lake he's a tough competitor in several trails uh i think you got an event coming up you said a tennessee bass nation event on cherokee lake this weekend there on saturday nice nice I know you fish a lot across Kentucky and, and surrounding states. Um, and until recently, you were still paddling, weren't you? Yeah. Yep. I just started peddling this year. Nice. Dude, and how you competed so well and paddle, dude, blows my mind because I'm a lazy bum. <laughs> and, <laughs> dude, I hate paddling. And I know that, you know, a few events that we've shared. We fished not exactly together, but you know, we've been in the same events, knowing how tough the wind and stuff is on some of these events, knowing that you're out there paddling and catching fish and placing top 10 and kick and tail taking names, dude, it, it blows my mind, but it shows just what kind of angler you are, dude. It's i uh, I'm excited to have you on the podcast. I know, um, it's more rundown of you. Some of your top finishes, rather. Fourth at Green River Lake last year. Cave run and the classic, correct? A uh, bunch
1: of fours last year.
0: Second place Del Hollow this year and sixth place the recent Green River Lake event. Uh, he's a hammer. and Dude, you are just so consistent. Man, thank you so much for taking time out of your day. How you your busy schedule, man, to hop on here and talk about the Wacky Rig with me? I appreciate you having me on. Even thinking about having me on, man. I'm proud to be here. So uh, real quick, I want to plug the next Bluegrass Kayak Anglers event that is May 20th, and that's on Kentucky Lake in conjunction with the Hobie BOS. Uh, If you kayak fish at all, I'm sure you've heard about the Hobie uh, Bass Open Series, Uh, ran by A.J. McCorders, probably the most sought after national trail in the nation, kayak bass fishing world. So excited to share a lake with those guys. And uh, do an event in conjunction with them. Uh, if you're looking for details for that event, tournament director Bluegrass Kayak Anglers tournament director Kyler Branham just uh, went live on Facebook. I think it was yesterday, and gave a lot of the details out. So you could check that video out on Bluegrass Kayak Anglers Facebook page. Like I said, he gave a rundown of some details uh, that are very very important to that event. Uh, so if you're looking to fish that event, you search it on X bka and you will find the kentucky lake event um of course anglers will be able to double dip you can fish both the hobie and the bka so it's a great way to try to win a lot of money all right so without further ado marcus keep it short and sweet we're gonna dive into the wacky rig it's one of my favorite things to throw I've thrown a wacky rig for a while I actually got turned on to the wacky rig years ago uh, by a friend of mine who threw nothing but a black Cinco. And I've talked about this on a podcast before. Uh, my favorite wacky rig is a four inch wacky rig Cinco. Of course, this podcast is not about me. It's about you. We want to talk about you because you are killer with the wacky rig. Very, very deadly rig. Uh, if you've got confidence in it, know how to use it. Um, without further ado, let's talk about the wacky rig, man. Uh, when did you start using? Uh, do you remember like when you what enticed you to even start using a wacky rig?
1: Yeah, I do. Uh me and my dad when I very first started getting into fishing, I guess it's about ten years ago, there's a small creek in my hometown that me and my dad would walk and just catch a bunch of smallmouth in the half pound to two pound range. But it was real shallow, so the only thing I could think of to throw was a super light Texas rig or like a weightless Texas rig or something like that. And uh I just decided to throw a wacky rig because I'd heard about it. And then for a couple years that's all I threw. So I caught hundreds of those fish on that wacky rig. You know, I could really distinguish the bites. I could tell what was a rock and what wasn't and all that pretty early. Yeah. So, you know, after catching all those fish, and just tons of confidence in it, you know. And I'd throw the full size five or six-inch worm. I still do. I like it to kind of sink a little faster. I don't like to put weights in it. I always throw it weightless. You know, I might, I might Nico rig it or whatever, every now and then if I need to get it down a little faster if there's a little wind or something. But nine times I throw it weightless. When you say Nico, that's basically weighting one side of it, right? Like I know some guys that weight right in the middle. Yeah, I'll just throw a nail weight in the end just to get a little heavier. And also, uh, I guess modification wise, I I used to. Throw a lot of worms off the hook on the cast, you know, and waste a waste a cast and waste a worm and all that. So, I start taking shrink tube and putting them on there, you know, cut them into little strips. And then I don't like using the, the rings or whatever. So I'll oh, just, really? I'll put the shrink tube on there and then put the hook through it so it kind of holds it on there a little better. Interesting.
0: Yeah. So, is there a reason why you don't like the rings? Because I use the rings still.
1: I want to have the hook going... No, I don't want it parallel. I want it going through the middle of it. Gotcha, gotcha. Makes sense. Um, One
0: thing you said there that I think is important is you said you gained a lot of confidence with that bait. Man, there's something about having confidence in a bait that makes you makes you a better angler with that bait. Uh, it's hard to explain because, you know, I've been in a boat. I'm sure you have, too. Been in a boat with guys or fishing the same lure as guys and not catching anything or not doing as well. And, uh, just maybe you don't have confidence in that bait. Like, you know, maybe your partner does or something there, but there's something about having confidence in a bait that I think is just, it's a game changer. I don't know what it is. It's just like, <laughs> it's not that you fish it any different.
1: Um, I just, I don't know. It's weird is and there's something about it i've definitely been in those situations where i'm catching i'm not catching but the guy next to me is or isn't It's weird it's hard to catch other people's fish sometimes
0: (laughs) for sure for sure let's talk about your rod reel setup with the wacky rig what
1: what kind of rod reel you set up you got what kind of line i got a couple different rods i like to throw it on if i'm in a little heavier cover i've got a medium heavy uh spinning rod i'll throw it on um just so, I can horse them out of some of that stuff if I have to. Got good backbone if I'm in like a lot of grass or something. And then I'll just throw it on a regular medium, anywhere in that seven to seven foot four range or something like that. You know, I don't go crazy. I don't, I'm not super particular. Whenever there's not a whole lot of cover around, pretty clear water and stuff. And 10 pound lead on 10 pound uh, braid to floral.
0: Gotcha. 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 One thing I like. About the wacky rig, is that it's so easy to skip? That I think, is, <laughs> I think it's it's actually how I learned to skip. I can't skip with the baitcaster still. I can a little bit, but I can really well with the spin rod. Which I guess call me a noob, you know. But dude, <laughs> the, you know, I I love skipping the cinco. I I'm more accurate with the spin rod anyway. But uh, man, I feel like I could pitch a cinco. You you show me a two inch gap in some cover. 700 yards away and I feel like I can hit that thing with a yeah <laughs> uh, and like I said it's so easy to skip and if you're out there and you're listening and you've never skipped a bait or whatever and you're looking for a bait to learn to skip on I think sinko is one of the easiest things to do easier than skipping a
1: rock yeah don't be scared to skip them sinkos in that heavy I'll I'll throw a 15 pound leader on it and throw it in the heavy stuff too. you know Yeah. everybody will throw a big leader on them but I won't be scared when there's a lot of cover. That's right. <laughs> um, let's talk about um,
0: types of cover types of structure that you like to fish a Senko.
1: yeah uh, you know any I, I just usually'll throw it shallow as it can be you know around right on the bank um, so any kind of holes in the grass or any kind of wood or any of that normal normal stuff. You just got to let it sink. You know, you got to have patience. Hey, whenever I was paddling, I would throw my bait out and then I'd grab my, I'd set the rod down for a second and grab my paddle and position myself just so I would make sure that thing got down to the bottom. And usually a lot of times by the time I pick the rod back up, there's a fish on. Nice. Nice. You know, About a second to get down there. I'm glad you said that because one thing I found with a Cinco
0: and maybe it's just me, I don't always feel the bite on a cinco like I do a lot of other baits. but Yeah, just wait when you pick up on it yeah. a lot of times. We're talking about this cover, and and, and you're talking about pitching shallow. Is there any scenarios that come to mind that maybe you can uh, elaborate
1: on from like this year or last year? I know I got on probably the best wacky rig bite last year I've ever been on, and it was post on, and it was just – you just throw on any any piece of cover on the bank anything you saw just throw it up there and you get bit by a male you know those garden fry or whatever they're doing there are all kinds of two pounders willing to you know i'd say it's a 50 or 60 fish day for just five or six hours out there wow no, wacky rig fish so those nope. kind of days they will give you a lot of confidence catching that many fish on that kind of rig you'll know what all them bites feel like you know you'll land 90% of them fish. them Pretty fun, and that days like that give me a lot of confidence on those really tough bite days, just to pick it up and keep it in my hand. Yeah, and man,
0: as far as hookup ratio, you, know, you you talking about you know catching ninety percent of them? I struggled for a while uh, with hook sets on a cinco, but when when I downsized the cinco, I started getting a lot better hook set. I would find sometimes. I would use a weighted hook when I, uh, and I was using the TRD, a larger TRD, Z-Man TRD. And I remember catching a fish. I netted this fish because it didn't want to let go of it. It was not hooked at all, but it was, it had stretched that TRD out like a foot, you know? <laughs> and, uh, I remember netting this fish because, uh, he just wouldn't let go of it. But I had missed a lot of fish that day, and I got to thinking, man, they. Once I seen that, I was like, man, they are just hitting the sides of it. But I, I, oh. downs, I downsized worms. Sometimes I wacky rig and Ned, and I don't know it sounds stupid, but man, sometimes it works. Yeah,
1: I mean, I, my dad still uses a wide gap hook sometimes, like a EWD hook, I'll throw a sink on it, like a three out hook. You know, nice, nice. I'm normally throwing uh like a size two Neko hook or nico, however you say that one of those, like just straight, straight shank hooks. Okay. Uh, I don't get real fancy. So I I used to use those, uh, uh, finesse wide gaps, but I think my hookup ratio is a little better with these, uh, straight shank hooks. My problem a lot of times with the cinco, even with the little guard
0: is I get hung up. Like if I'm pitching it in a lot of cover, man, Mm -hmm. I, I tend to, almost stay hung up and i guess that's you know you gotta fish a lot of that to catch them but yeah. man, that, that is like my, my downfall with sinkers. i get hung up a lot
1: oh man yeah i i usually don't even use the the weed guards so i get hung up all the time too and they're just i think i just break them off and retie. but yeah i should probably try those weed guards out maybe <laughs> well
0: they don't help me much <laughs> they're really not that strong when you fill of them I yeah, mean, I think any kind of pressure at all, you know, you're going to drive that hook into a log or whatever. But man, I I guess it's just the thing when you're wacky rigging, you know, staying hung up. But you know, that's part of it is getting it in there where those fish are. Dude, such a
1: deadly rig, deadly I rig. It. I don't know why I'm more. I, I I hear a lot of hate on them. People hate throwing them, but I don't hate catching fish. <laughs> that's for sure. And dude, it mimics. I mean, it mimics just
0: basically like, uh, you know, a bird dropping a worm in the water or, you know, even the right color mimic a bait fish just laying there dying, you know, and it's just, it's, 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 uh, I, th- I think that's probably the reason why it's so deadly.
1: You know, it looks so natural. Never falls the same way. No cast is going to fall the same way. It's going to have a slightly different shimmy or something to it. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you change that hook position and it's going to shimmy a little bit different. Yeah. For sure, man.
0: For sure. um Is there certain types of the, times of the year that you're only throwing
1: this thing, or is it just kind of an all year thing? I haven't thrown it this year yet. Really? So it's, yeah. Normally, once they're super shallow, you know, and then after that, I just, a lot of them stay shallow, so I keep throwing it all summer, all fall, beginning of the year. This cold, muddy transition period, I, I kind of suck at fishing this stuff. So that mm-hmm. wacky. I'll just crank a lot. Yeah. So this upcoming Kentucky Lake
0: event, um, I was talking it over with some guys. Thinking about fishing it, but I'm not sure. But I think this is an event where we will probably see fish. Me and Nick McGuire was actually talking about it. Um, You will see fish everywhere. I think there will be fish shallow. There will be fish deep. There will be fish... In between, I mean, it's just that time of year, you know. Might
1: be a good time to throw it. <laughs> oh, I'll definitely have one. <laughs> I just think, too, uh, a lot of times I'll have it, you know, to throw in a, a missed strike on a topwater bait or something, mm. you know, back in right where they missed your bait, and you throw a wacky rig right in there, and a lot of times catch them. Glad you said that, because that's one of my favorite things to do as well. That and a...
0: There's three things that I'll usually throw. If you are, if you miss fish or you see fish busting, man, a wacky rig is so so deadly. Um, there's three baits that I throw when I see fish busting or I miss them on like top water like that. Is a cinco number one. A swim bait with an underspin is number two. I'll throw past that blow up, run it through, and uh, number three is jerk bait. I'll throw oh, yeah. a I'll throw a shallow jerk bait, kind of rip it through there. Kind of depending on time of year, dictate my cadence. But a lot of times, I if if they're blowing up, I'm probably ripping that thing through there at a little bit faster cadence than the normal.
1: Ready for that stuff? I'm ready for some top water bites, and it's getting there. It's I think it's uh,
0: I think it's about oh. that time. But uh, dude, the wacky rig it's a it's a very potent rig. It works in all sorts of structure, all sorts of applications. You know, yeah. And I think I think it's uh, definitely something to have in your arsenal. Marcus, is there any
1: sponsors? Mm -hmm. Anything? Anybody you want to give a shout out to? Yeah, definitely uh, give a shout out to Kixmore, Kim and Tony are salt of the earth. They're awesome people. I love representing them. Uh, David Lindsay at Lindsay Custom Lures. He's an awesome guy too. Man, it's it's awesome representing good folks, good, like-minded people. You know, it's awesome. The whole team's awesome. I love being a part of it. For sure, for sure. And I, I said in the last podcast,
0: uh, I said it was important to note that the team had three top ten finishes last event. Yeah, that was awesome, dude. That was a good finish for the team. You sixth, I think it was uh, Tim fourth. Tim Howard got fourth, and Wade got uh, second. Yeah, awesome. the, dude. It's good finishes, man.
1: Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Oh, Tim Howard, man, he's tough to beat. He's a good. Nah, guy. love hanging with him, I'm riding down to Cherokee Lake with him. Him and Rowdy. Nice, dude. Rowdy's another tough one, dude. But he's on a he's on a roll, man.
0: Yeah, kid needs to chill out. I know. He's Something for. It. He's uh he's gonna kick everybody's tail if he don't watch. He needs to slow down. Give somebody else a chance.
1: No more- <laughs> Couple more fish at Green River, he'd have been up there with us. Oh, yeah, he had some big ones in his bag, just the three that he had were huge, dude. And I think Tim
0: caught his fifth fish while eight minutes left of the tournament. Yep,
1: yep, pretty awesome. Just goes to show, man, don't give up. That's what's helped me. How so many times there's been that last hour, or last 30 minutes, and you catch a giant. No, yep. Marcus, can't thank you enough for coming on the show.
0: Talk a little bit about the wacky rig, just sending out some nuggets, guys listening. As you guys know, every Monday I publish a standard episode. Every Thursday is Tackle Talk. Uh, I think the last episode, if I don't drop my phone, Mike, uh, Kayak Mike talked about his kayak rig for catfish. And then the last Tackle Talk before that was Nick McGuire talking about fishing the jig. The first one was on bowfin. So, you know, this is the fourth Tackle Talk episode. Something I'm trying to do is give you guys a little notes on Thursday. So be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast uh, wherever you listen. Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, the list goes on. Amazon Music, uh, about 20 different platforms. Wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find this one. Be sure to rate it and uh, hopefully rate it five stars. But if you hate me, rate it one. I don't care. Whatever you feel. And be sure to follow Marcus Grubbs. Let's plug your Instagram and Facebook stuff real quick, if you're cool with that.
1: Instagram is just Dads Bassin. And uh, my Facebook should just be my name, Marcus, M-A-R-C-A-S, Grubbs. Uh, yeah. And if your you Instagram, Instagram is Dad Dad Bassin. Dads Bassin, yeah. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. having me on, Nick. That's, uh, that's an honor.
0: Heck yeah, man. Appreciate you. And good luck this weekend, Cherokee. And uh, for those of you listening, as always, love your neighbor and go catch some fish on the Wacky Rebels.